Capturing the world. This episode was recorded on February 19th, 2021. Hope you enjoy. Capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is David Carmichael II, and I am back with another episode of the Capturing the World podcast. I have another great special guest. Her name is Cassandra Dyer. She is a self-published author, designer, coach, and an entrepreneur from Birmingham, UK. Cassandra, how are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I can't complain. I think you are... The second UK guest I've had. Um wow. Yeah, I forgot the person's name I interviewed that was from the UK, but that was a couple of episodes ago. But yeah, shout out to the UK, man. I've never been to the UK, but I would definitely <laughs> love to visit there one day. Um Yeah, you do. So so Birmingham, UK, um, you know, my my geography is very limited when it comes to different countries. All I know is you know, London. So how far is Birmingham from London, UK? Let's say like just under two hours. Okay, okay. If you're not speeding. <laughs> right, right. So how many times have you been to London? Um, Quite a few. Like most of you as a child. Apart right. from now, when I do visit, it's just for um, London Carnival. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how, um, as far as the pandemic, how, how are y'all handle it, handling it over there? I know the United States still is still going lockdown. through it. Y'all still on lockdown? Man. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know, man. This this pandemic has been messing a lot of our, you know, social lives up. Um, I can't wait for yeah. it to be over. Any, you know, anytime soon. I just get... missed the freedom. That's all. Yeah, like the freedom is to go anywhere without any problems. <laughs> like, you know, now it's, it's everything's restricted and you yeah. got to make sure you're going to the right places and not, you know, spreading the virus around. But, you know. It'll get back to normal one day, sooner or later. Yeah, yeah so... Um, yeah, hopefully. Right, you're right, exactly. Hopefully. Just got to be patient, you know? Yeah. So are you guys free to be out and do what you want? Um. No, like, like you know, it's, it depends, like, different states. I mean, it's different because, like, we're a whole country, but every state is different. So, like, like Texas, the state of Texas, they're... A lot of places are open over there. More more places are open in Texas, where I stay in Virginia, and it's limited okay. in Virginia. And Florida is more open. Like it depends on what state you go in. So it's like even though we're a whole country, every state operates differently, which might not make sense, okay. but <laughs> that's how it is. So because like every state has a governor, and the governor kind of allows certain things to happen. So if you have a more strict governor in your state then you won't be able to do a lot of different things, but compared to another governor that y'all can do what y'all want, that's where y'all mask. So yeah. it's, it depends. So yeah, that's how it is over here, man. So hopefully it'll get better <laughs> sooner. Hopefully later. for the whole world. I need to travel. <laughs> right. I, I'm a traveler too. I love to travel. Um, you know, I, I did plant like my birthday was last, my I mean, birthday was last October and I was planning on going to Europe, you know, for a birthday trip and then, you know, the virus came and that messed everything up. So, you know, I got to make up for it once everything. So, wait, you said back. October what date? October 21st. Oh, okay. 
Is is your birthday around oh, that time too? Fifth. October the fifth. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to October birthdays. Right. Yeah, I love I love um my birthday being around that time of year anyway. You know, cause it's it's the um autumn season over here where I stay. But yeah, man. You know, hopefully I can better plan that trip soon. You know, it's gotta wait for all this craziness to be over with. You know, but. Yeah. It is what it is. Right, exactly. So, like, my question to you is, um, you know, we just started talking about the UK. Um, Just give us a little bit of background of you growing up in the UK and, you know, how is it? And, you know, what did you study growing up? What were your interests growing up and things like that? Well, um, so I've lived here my whole life. Um, I haven't really moved around a lot. Most people, you know, have grew up moving around, had that kind of experience of like living in different cities or areas. But like I've, my whole life lived in this small little area and it's amazing. Like it's a small little community. Like we love one another. <laughs> Sounds so cheesy, doesn't it? But yeah, you know, we look after each other, get along with our neighbours, like we do each other's bins and stuff like that. And where I live, it's like a multicultural area. So I've been blessed enough to, you know, be around different walks of life. And, you know, I think that helps with my storytelling as well. And, right. yeah, so I studied um, at school, I studied electronics. Then I went on to study in um, industrial design at uni. And in between those, that's when I, like, took my writing career seriously. Um, I hope I've asked the question that you asked. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's fine. You, yeah, you basically explained everything. Um, so, and I know we, we talked about, you know, you visiting London. Like, how... How much of the country have you visited during your um, lifetime? Uh, it sounds quite bad. Not, not actually a lot of it. <laughs> um, but I do plan, you know, to like branch out, especially now being in lockdown. You just can't wait to go out and just see whatever you can see. Right, right. But yeah. So the main capital. Okay. Uh, we can, I think the signal's really bad. Yeah, we're okay, back no, now. Sorry. Yeah. It sorry, might be did you hear anything said? You you kind of um was um a little blurry like the last ten seconds. Oh sorry. But yeah, I haven't been around um England quite a lot, but I do plan to. And when I have visited places, it's been mostly for like fun um activities like carnival. So I've been to like Manchester. Um most people know about Manchester or London. <laughs> Funny enough, we're in Birmingham, it's the second biggest city, <laughs> the second capital city. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's what's up. Yeah. Like I said before, man, I definitely want to plan on visiting um, the UK one day after this pandemic dies down. Um, but yeah, so, and I know you were saying, you know, you, when you was a kid, you became interested in, um, in creative writing. And I know you said, um, reading Jacqueline Wilson and Ronald Dahl. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Those type of books. Um, how did those books help you in your creative writing and what led you to start it, starting reading those books in the first place? Um, mostly because of school. So whatever, you know, they like teach you about mostly that's where, um, yeah, I think I'll say school because Roald Dahl is quite like a really popular, like British author. I think it's British, but that's what basically when you grow up as a kid, that's mostly what you learn about. just like the Cinderella books and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Sorry. What was the other question? <laughs> Oh, so like, yeah, like, um, you know, how do those books help in your, in your creative writing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
um, I grew up with strict parents, so I wasn't really allowed to be out playing with my friends most of the time, or, you know, I wasn't allowed to do what our kids was allowed to do, really. Right. So instead, I just... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, I hear that. It's all good. Still at the moment. There we go. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So um, to entertain myself, I just read a lot of books, and then you would learn about them in school. I take them home, I read them as well, and then I just started to write, and that was really the only thing that I could do apart from performing arts, which my parents would take us to do. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. So um, and like, what were those? What were those books about again? Um, what, what what were like the subject matter of those books you were reading? Um, there were more like just. Uh, fictional books where none of it was real. Um, like, to be fair, they were just little kiddies' books. Anything that was really entertaining, that's just what really sparks my interest. Right. <laughs> there was nothing, any, anything specific that really made me want to read them. I guess it's just the only thing that I really could do, but I did enjoy it. And it started to make me think, okay, if he can write a book, you know, what can I do? And I just, I've still actually got books that I used to write as a child downstairs. So one day I want to revisit them and maybe write some, probably some children's books as well. Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that because, um, you know, me growing, growing up, you know, in school and um, we used to have journals and we used to always have, used to have to write stories as far as, um, having our journal we'll have i think our teacher she would give us a question every day or every other day and we had to write like uh an answer to that question or just create our own story some days and for some reason i still have all of my journals from me being a child in school like i have like a journal for every grade i was in and like i remember one day i was reading those stories that i was writing and i can just tell my imagination was just real real vivid back then and um you know it's just crazy how us kids man you know we look at our old projects and old stuff we used to do and this we can imagine how our, our imagination was that's so creative and you know we just don't imagine how creative we are back then and you know we still have a lot of room for improvement but you know us kids mm-hmm. man we have a lot of talent you know so um you've actually just reminded me as well like yeah. now that I think of it, I, that's the thing I haven't actually thought about this in so long. But I remember I used to it sounds so bad. I used to steal like little journals oh, and take them home, and that's where I would start writing into writing into them until like obviously I could shut for myself and I bought it all. Um, I think you'll call it Dollar Tree, maybe. What Poundland you have down here, Poundland. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I buy little little journals and start writing in there. Wow, that just reminded me of it. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. So um. And I know that your you said your father inspires you to really take your talents to the next level. So like next explain, you know, how much of an inspiration he was to you and you know, what did he actually say to kinda get you motivated to take your talents to the next level? Yeah, so like I've been writing ever since I was a child. Then every time he sees me, I'm always literally writing like <laughs> so um so I, I read the first book. It's called Success with the Wrong Queen. This is the one that he encouraged me to write. Okay. <laughs> you can see it's better. Um, but this happened, yeah. Um, the inspiration came from a dream. And then um, I just started writing at uni. Then when I'd come home, I'd continue writing. And then my dad stayed me writing. He was like, well, you know, you've been doing this as a kid. Um, you know, it seems like you're really passionate because it's something that you haven't stopped doing. Um, so he said, why don't you go about trying to find a way how to publish it? So, um yeah, I just took to the internet, 
um, research as much as I could, listen to different, um, watch different videos on YouTube, read different blogs, piece everything together and um, publish the book. But my dad has been, since a child, he's been my advisor. So I've, I tried a few other things in business first. Like I tried to do a Mother's Day event. Funny enough, Mother's Day in the UK is going to be next month. So bringing it back like four or five years, um, I tried to do um, a Mother's Day event where like, you know, dinner and dance or eat and drink and mm. dance, <laughs> you know, so I'll speak to him about it. Unfortunately, it failed twice, two times in a row each time I did it and it failed. So the event didn't even happen. Um, but yeah, so everything that I've done, even when it came to doing that event, you know, I speak to him as my advisor, but he really gave me the encouragement that I needed to um, write a book. And sometimes that's what it really takes as well. It's someone, because, you know, you can think of it, but you'll speak yourself out of doing something. Right. And then years later at the perfect time when I'm now old enough and wise enough to understand how to do it or to learn, you know, he gave me the encouragement I needed. So. That's awesome. Yeah, having a, just having parents in general, man, to to motivate you and to um really believe in what you're doing is very important, yeah. you know, because sometimes you don't even... As a person, you don't even see the talent. Like, you might know you have a gift or you know you're good at doing something, but, you know, sometimes it takes other people to really see what you're doing to really, like, motivate you to, like, yo, you can really take this to the next level, keep working, keep working hard, don't give up. So it was always good mm-hmm. to have those people in your life that really to keep you going because that's, that's what we need because sometimes, you know, if we try to rely on ourselves – I mean, you want to love yourself and motivate yourself, but sometimes having people in your corner as well is very beneficial to um, your success. So that's awesome that your father was able to be that inspiration for you. So most definitely. And um, speaking on your books, you have, I've read, you say you published a series called Love and Success and a short story called The Diary of a Savage. So... Let's talk about love and success. You don't gotta, of course, you don't gotta explain the whole thing, but just give mm-hmm. us a short summary of what of what that book is about or what that series is about. I'm glad you said because I could talk about it for a very long time. Right. <laughs> but yes, it follows a main character called Trey, and you know it starts with him as a child, and he's new from the beginning of his life. Of his life, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew he wanted to own a gym, and that's his business. And he knew that he wanted to. No, he didn't actually know the second part. So he knew he definitely wanted to do it. Um, uh, own a gym, and you know he's he knew exactly what he wants to do. His mother, you know, isn't the best supportive person. You know, and she's she's also not gone far in life, so she's quite like a bitter person. And you know, so her words are you know. Um, not really encouraging to him. But yeah, so he has a friend, a childhood friend, that's a female called Aisha. And um, she was his escape, basically. So whenever things are going bad at home, he'd run outside and play with her. And until one day, they he never sees her again. So not realizing at the time um, that that was his last time ever seeing her. So now fast forward to the present day. He's now an adult. He's moved on. He's got a fiance, a beautiful, like, trophy wife. She's an influencer. She only cares about social media and herself and money. Um, mm. And, you know, he's now, you know, opened his gym, fulfilled his, like, dream. And even though he's, you know, um, accomplished his goal and something's been ticked off his list, his most important thing, at the back of his mind, he's still thinking about Aisha and his life well, I've told this girl my dream and she should have been here to basically witness it. So he um, searches for her and they reconnect and it's all about him um, going through life, um, 
being torn between two ladies. You know, he's, uh, it covers so many different topics, such as like temptation, you know, it covers um, forgiveness, revenge, because as well as it seems, well, yeah. So basically Trey's a really good guy. The whole point of the book was to portray black men positively because, you know, there's great books out there that, you know, where the guy's a drug dealer, he's a, you know, a woman beater, a cheater, all that type of stuff. But I wanted to basically just spin a narrative and, you know, because I've been surrounding my whole life. Look, I even spoke about my dad, who's a positive right. role model. So I wanted to just put, you know, put a book out there that, you know, is, speaks about them positively. So his choices that he makes in throughout the series, um, it's him considering the consequences because he also has a community hub, which I'll at least put that out there. So basically he has kids that are looking up to him. So whatever decision he makes, it's not about himself as well. So yeah, it's him deciding who he wants to be with and him overcoming obstacles and fulfilling his dream. <laughs> that sounds that sound like a real a real good book, man. And I like how you mentioned mm-hmm. about, you know, portraying um, black men in a positive space and, you know, black women as well. Um, you know, a lot of times we might watch movies and shows and, you know, we might be betrayed a certain way um, to where people might think that we're all of us are like that. And that's not true. So it's very important that, we, you know, we portray the positive things about black men and black women and know that we're no different from anybody else. And you know how it is. So even though, you know, in America, we know we have a lot of, um, you know, we still fight for equal rights for certain things. I know you y'all probably go through the same thing in the UK. Like it doesn't matter what country, like, you know, we all have some type of injustice when no matter where you go around this world. So yeah, overall, man, I like that concept. Um, that's betraying people in a positive light. And, uh, you know, letting people know, like, we're not a stereotype and, you know, we're no different from anybody else. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. No doubt. So moving on to the Diary of a Savage, that sounds like a, um, I don't know, like, kind of explain what, what that book is about a little bit. <laughs> so it kind of makes me look bad now that you're speaking about such a great book like such great messages into this book so basically <laughs> Story of a Savage is a short story it's like about 30 pages and it just came to me at the heat of the moment because Valentine's Day was coming up and you know I was like I haven't written a book in ages so what can I write about right. <laughs> so I thought everyone's going to be writing about lovely lovely books so I thought hmm what can I write about <laughs> to make it not go past on Valentine's Day? So basically, it follows the life of a woman called Diamond. She's the main character. That um, She's in a couple with a guy called Amaria. And it's coming up to Valentine's Day. And he has not once mentioned it um, about what he's going to do for her, the plans or whatever. So it's making her curious. So he leaves his phone unattended. And she takes it as an opportunity to go and have a look through his phone for any hints. And basically, the sto- short story is about what she finds on his phone and then what happens next for her to become a savage on Valentine's Day. Okay, okay. That sounds like a real interesting story too. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So like, what was the process of you, like, are these your only books you published or do you have more books you published? I've got more books on the, on the way, but those are the only four books I've published at the moment. Okay. So like, what was the process of you actually getting your books published and you know from from writing the story to getting it published like how was that process was it a hard process or was it just a how, how was that process getting that done i say the 
just like anything else, the first time you do something, it's going to be a bit difficult. You're going to run into small little errors or, you know, obstacles. But once you've published your first book, it becomes so easy. So, you know, you've got to write your book, have your idea, type it up on your manuscript, you know, find somewhere to upload it onto. Um, and then if you want to, if you don't want to upload it onto like big companies like Amazon, you know, you just find like a book printing company, upload your book onto there, um, make sure that it's protected, um, copywritten, um, orderable, and then, you know, start putting it out there. Um, so the process, um, people put a lot of pressure on it when it comes to writing a book. They seem to feel like it needs to be done within a certain amount of time. This book series, um, I wrote the book, the first book in 2014. I didn't publish it in 2002, until 2017. Okay. So from writing it to actually finishing it, publishing it, and putting it out there, it took three years. And there's some books downstairs that I've still got that I haven't, you know, published yet. So um, when I speak to clients, I say, you know, there's people that have written a book 10 years ago. And so then when you ask them how long is the process, they're going to say like 11, 12 years, because the whole time, 10 years of writing it, then they'll like try to publish it or save or, you know, it's just a, a different process. So it's different for everyone, really. That's what I'd say. I and there's you. no need to rush or anything. Yeah, sometimes, you know, things like that take time and it's kind of, sometimes it's good to take your time and um to get it out there. I mean, it depends. Like some people really want to rush to get it out there. And like you said, it's, it's, uh, I can believe it, it's always different from depending on what person. Um, so like you hired, did you hire an editor too to edit your book and all that? Yeah. So the um, first, it's embarrassing what I'm putting it, I'm putting it out there often now. <laughs> but the first uh, batch of books that I published, the, it was terrible. There was so much grammatical errors and everything because, you know, my dad had hyped me up, you know, it's like, find out how to publish a book so I'm like yes and I ran with it and then basically I was just so excited and I rushed everything so basically there was a lot of mistakes so I got family and friends to read over it um and I'm really grateful that that happened um but you know um I would definitely advise um when you do get published a book think of it as this people are paying their hard-earned money for your book so whether it's my this is 7.99 whether it's 7.99 or it's 15 15 dollars or pounds it's still a customer's hard-earned work. So they basically want to buy something that's of great quality. So editing is expensive, but see it as an investment that is, you know, a good thing for your book. Because last thing you want is for someone to publish it and ask for someone to buy it off you. And they say, mate, this was crap, give my money back. <laughs> and right. then they're going to see you. Even, you know, some people hold grudges, you know, so that one experience could stop them from ever buying a book of you ever again. So yeah, definitely advise getting an editor. And that's something that I've done for an upcoming book that's coming out. Yeah, I agree with that as far as, um, you know, first time quality. Because sometimes you only got one shot to impress whatever your customer um, base is. You know, you want to, you know, in the beginning when you start now, you might not have all the resources to produce the top notch quality. But, you know, I think we should all do the best we can on... Um, you know what we do like even with my clothing line you know i didn't have the best quality shirts in the beginning um but i made sure i you know i corrected my mistakes and didn't let that be a continuous problem you know you want to do the best you can do the first time around and you know impress people the first time because you know sometimes all you got is one shot and if they're not impressed mm -hmm. they might never come back so yeah i definitely agree with that Definitely agree. Yeah, there's there's two things that I say when it comes to helping people. I say, do the best of what you can. And also say, 
things happen when they're meant to. So, you know, if you've written a book 10 years ago and it wasn't, it wasn't the time. And trust me, there's times, even if it's a book that's based on your life, you know, 10 years ago, you're a different person 10 years ago to who you are now. So I just say trust the process, but also in the meantime, do the best that you can. And for anyone that is like going to listen and is just sitting on an idea, you know, research, you know, um, plan and just, just give it, just start and don't worry about making mistakes because it's going to happen regardless. So with myself, you know, <laughs> as embarrassing as I just, I just mentioned how terrible the first um, batch was, but do the best that you can. So if you can't afford an editor, don't, don't let that delay you. But you know, that just means get so much more people to read over it, get test readers, better readers, you know, family and friends, get more, I say three, four people minimum to read over the book, you know, especially if you can't afford an editor. Because I'm telling you, for this, this book is how much pages? I think it's 100. Yeah, 100 pages. Um, so for a book like that, um, 400 pages, some editors are charging like $300 minimum. And then imagine if it's like 300, pe- like 300 pages, you know, the price is going to keep increasing. So, right. you know, save, but don't let the money deter you, especially if it's your true dream. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, you know, do what you can. And if you do got to save to get whatever you need for your business or your whatever your talent is, you know, you should save and, you know, just do what you can in the beginning, but you always want to improve going along the way. Um, definitely agree with that. So yeah, I got a couple more questions, questions before we wrap it up. Um, so I know you mentioned you are a coach and you say you have an ebook and a master class. just, um, you know, talk about that a little bit, kind of describe what that's about. Yeah. So, um, I published my first book in 2017 and at the time self-publishing wasn't as popular as it is now. So people who had thought about publishing a book didn't know how to start, what to do. So, you know, I had loads and loads of questions that people asked me, how did you do it? How did you do it? And it got a bit like, it became a bit of a chore for me to, to help people. And, you know, I had other things that I'm trying to do at the same time. So what I did was I thought I put it into an ebook, each step, I'll talk about every single thing that I've learned, all the lessons that I've made. I'll put in the tips that I've, you know, found very useful. I put in all the useful apps that I use, you know, so I basically put in, it's, it's called, basically, it's called How to Self-Publish Your First Book. And it's a, how to, it's a guide and also just full of useful information and tips. And then from there, I then launched the um, masterclass where I recorded myself, um, spoke, broke it down into each step, uh, uh, section, gave lots of information. I've got like a PDF file for each lesson. Um, so, you know, it helps you, I'll guide you through writing your book. Um, and then the coaching as well, because um, I've recently branched my coaching. So at first it was just more about how to publish a book. Um, but I've noticed as well, and especially something that I realised, um, people actually um, delay their process or delay what they're doing because of fear as well. So not only do I focus on um, self-publishing and also making money from your book, etc. I also speak about the mind and also speak about how to launch your book from just a book to a business, because it can become a business depending on how serious you are about it right 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 definitely agree so um like where can people take this class like you still have it up or yeah so um it's available on my website um the ebook is um 27 pages long like everything i do i make sure it's right worth it so it's 27 pages long to talk about everything in there the masterclass is 85 pounds i think it's 121 dollars 
Um, it's the three-part um, class. Um, so it's the bundle all together. So in the first week, we talk about, you know, the idea, getting it out there, how to write in the time that you have available, how to get into that creative mindset. Because, you know, um, a lot of people have a lot of things going on. So imagine trying to, like, be a wife or, or a husband, you know, or trying to work and then raise the kids. And then you, your mind's going to be scattered everywhere. So I speak about how to center yourself, how to get things done. Um, then there's each task for each lesson. So... Um, they're both available on the website and also the coaching as well. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. That's awesome. So, um, and I know the last thing you mentioned, you you are a designer. Um, so, are you like a graphic designer? What kind of designer are you? Oh, every time I ask this, no one ever understands. If my dad, I'm graduated now, and if you say, if I say, Dad, what did I study at uni? He'll say, <laughs> so industrial design is basically um all pieces of design mixed together so um architecture graphical design um it's also mixtures in um manufacturing so like uh, materials the processing of it so it's basically like a whole bunch of everything <laughs> okay uh for, to like design all in one basically i don't really now understand how to explain it but yeah so um i do a bit of uh i don't do logo design i don't do anything like that it's more like kind of design or ebook designs or um instagram highlights those type of things really um but at uni it was most basically like uh, mostly about user center design understanding um the design process why people buy off you um how it's made and stuff like that so when i say i'm a designer i guess i'm not really narrowing it down up to now am i <laughs> Right. No, I get it. I definitely get it because, you know, design, designer could be anything. Sometimes you can't really put a label on what type of designer you are because you do so many different things within that title. So, um, yeah, man, that's awesome. You have a lot of talents and, uh, I'm glad I had a chance to talk to you today. And, um, my last question to you is, you know, any advice, to any entrepreneurs out there, just give them one piece of advice. What would you tell them? Piece uh, of advice. I say it's going to be more than one. Is it okay? No, that's cool. No, that's yeah. Say what you need to say. That's cool. Um, be true to yourself. Do things that you want to do. Um, research. Try not to be scared, because just something new is going to be obviously scary anyway. Don't let the fear make you procrastinate or stop you from following your dreams. And the reason why I'm so passionate about what I do is because I didn't want to look back and say, oh, I wish I published that book or I wish I started a business. You know, my my advice would be to make a start. Um, If you fail, learn from it and just keep going. Yeah. If that that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense because... You know, one of our biggest regrets is always, you know, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have invested in this or did this or whatever my talent was. And sometimes we we let fear um, and opinions of others stop us from even starting. And, you know, sometimes we have fear of rejection before we even start. Like, how do you even know you're going to fail before you even start? You know, you know, sometimes we try to predict what's going to happen before we even start. And that's kind of that can be a dangerous thing. And, um. You know, just by you starting, that's the that's the win. You know, by you just starting, it's, it's like okay, I got that out the way. I started, and now I can just learn from what I'm doing. 
and you um, realize once you make the first step, it's actually it wasn't as bad as you <laughs> like you thought it would be. And yeah. just one more piece of like advice I would give uh-huh. is like learn from the greatest, or not even the greatest, but learn from someone that has experience like you, and also network as well. Right. That's another piece of advice. Yeah, networking is also good because you don't know what you can learn from other people. And you just got to be social, man. You know, even though we all got different personalities, when it comes to, you know, being an entrepreneur, you got to be vocal. You got to want to talk to other people. There's no way around it. <laughs> it's no way around it. So you you got to be, make yourself talk and, and network with different people. That's how you want to get ahead and learn, you know. So I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, where can people find your books again and where can people find you on social media? Go ahead and tell us all your social media and all your places we can find you at. Okay. Um, so my books are available on Amazon. Um, you can type in Cassandra Dyer or Success of Devon Queen and then all my books will be on there. Um, I'm available on social media on all platforms as Cass is Creative. Um, and I also have a Facebook group that anyone's welcome to join, um, whether you're aspiring or an established um, author and entrepreneur. But basically in that group, it's all about us, you know, learning together, supporting one another. And also whatever I literally, I learn, I help and share the, with the group as well. So I invite anyone to join that. No doubt. Yeah, I, I might need to join that myself. I'm in a lot of Facebook yeah. groups. Um a lot of business, Facebook groups, entrepreneur podcast groups, clothing line groups. So, yeah, after we done talking on here, we, I can definitely um try to join that as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, Cassandra, I'm definitely, definitely had a great convo. And um, I wish you much success in what you have in the, going on Thank in the you. future. And don't don't stop. Keep going. Um, even amongst the pandemic, we still are all hustling to be our better selves and you know to um make our dreams come true so like i said keep going and um i'm definitely looking forward to what you have planned in the future and um must and you as you. well yes thank and you congratulations so much. on you and your brand how long has that been gone for that been going know. on actually probably 20 plus years because this whole story about is you know my father originally started it and you know, he passed it down to me around 2016. I'm, I'm just turned 30 last year. So I've been, my dad's still involved, but he passed the brand down to me. So I've been running it since 2016. And, um, wow. you can kind of see in the background, I got like my shelves, all my clothes back here and my mm. equipment behind me. So I, I run my business from my home and, um, yeah, I just, you know, hopefully it can be like a real big brand. And, um, Every day mm-hmm. I try to work hard to take the next step to make it improve. So, yeah. So we all are creative, man. You know, I do my my creations are in clothing and yours are in writing and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's just it keeps me going. I like to just get my ideas in my head and put it on, you know, a shirt or whatever. So, yes, ma'am. It's so it. cool. Most definitely. Um, wow. But, yeah. So, yep. That's pretty much it. So, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit after the podcast, but, um, but yeah, to all of our listeners, um, shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, YouTube listeners, um, Apple podcast listeners as well. And I thank y'all for continuing to rock with the show and Cassandra Dyer from the UK. Thank you again. Wish you much success. 
And um, yeah, y'all follow her on social media and check out her books on Amazon. And um, and it's a wrap. We see y'all on the next episode. Y'all have a good one. Peace.